Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From the Newsroom. Reporters and editors from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette step from behind the keyboard and in front of the mic to offer insights on stories they're working on. From the Newsroom, from the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. I'm executive editor Dave Nordman here, joined by Jim Wilson, our sports editor. Welcome, Jim. Hey, Dave. What's happening? Jim, big games this week, leading off with the home team game of the week, Shepherd Hill at Grafton. Tell us about it. I like this one just because it's going to take about 45 minutes to play. It's you know two ground-based teams. It's a smash-mouth game. You're going to say they're going to run the ball. They, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think, you know, <laughs> like third and long, they're going to probably run the ball because they just just two. Yeah, you know, I think they're two really good teams. Shepherd Hills, they're one and one. They had a you know good comeback win against Fitchburg last week. They dropped uh, the opener to Shrewsbury, which is still number one on a poll. I, I think Shepherd Hills, great coaching staff. They have a great running game. Ben Carpenter had a huge game last week. He's rushed for almost 300 yards and four touchdowns this season. Uh, Kobe John Giliome is uh, right up there. With, like, his older brother was a great athlete there. He's gained for almost 200 yards for him. So I think that's going to be a tough, tough backfield for the Indians to stop. But I think Grafton showed a lot last week. They 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 played number one Shrewsbury right to the end. Yeah, talk about that game. I mean, Grafton. I mean, in the story that's uh, in the in the Telegram said here on Friday, you know, just they were that close to knocking off yep. the top team. Last, you know, two-yard game at the end of the game by Drew Campanella, their four-year starter at quarterback. He just shoved it in the end zone. But I think Grafton showed a well, I knew they were good all, all year. They, they showed they could play with the best in Central Mass. I think that was that game showed more about Grafton than it did Shrewsbury. I mean, they were, they came in um, preseason number seven, or last week number seven, and they lost and jumped up to number six. Right. I think that's because a lot of teams ahead of them sort of are settling down. And really, I always say these these early polls like middle school photos because you know you look at them at the end of the year it's like Woof, what was they thinking putting this team number four or whatever so I think Grafton's going to be a good team I've had them high in my poll all year so I think they're going to they're going to they're, I think I pick them to beat Shepherd Hill tomorrow but I think it's going to be a great game yeah and uh, you know jumping right to the top of the poll Shrewsbury um, you know travels to Groton Dunstable this week talk about that game Jim you know I think you know, Shrewsbury they've had two tough games to open the season I think having Groton Dunstable is 0-2 you know coming off a couple tough losses I think uh, it's a good uh, you know way for them to step back a little bit and get ready for the rest of the season. Not that they can take Groton Dunsville lightly, but I think you know you know especially after that war with Grafton, it's a good good chance to sort of stretch their legs and you know Campanelli has you know thrown for over 300 yards this year. Cam Schaefer has been you know developing a great top receiver. Uh, Phil Samarios is, is right up there. I probably just butchered his name, but he's up there for uh, you know he, he's got a good option. John White in the backfield. I think they just have talent everywhere. I think uh, they, they you know they get a little wake up call last. Week against Grafton, I'm curious to see what they come out. They could, they could, they could showcase the offense a little bit. You know, I think this is a good way to, for them to you know set up the rest of the you know, rest of the year going into the playoffs. 
And Doherty, the Doherty High Highlanders, two and zero to start the season. Not really a surprise, but nope. uh, checking in at number two in your poll. I have, you know, I, I almost put them number one this week because I think they're really. I've had they're, you know, they're legit, and the fact that they're talking about how legit and, they are. And you're saying you didn't put a number one, but four four voters did. So four voters they're, did. They're right there. They're right there. I think they're they're a good team. That's probably one of the best teams they've had since, you know, the days like Smallwood. You know, been playing back there, and you know, in Gray and all those guys that you know, had professional, you know. Uh, careers down the line. I think uh, that's the key for Doherty. If they're talking up their team, they know they're going to be pretty good because they try to downplay it when they, they're not sure what they have. Tejon Vassar is probably not a better running back in the league. John Forrest is just a monster on both sides of the ball. Uh, no, no calories. You know, you're developing into a great quarterback for these guys. Uh, Josh Brunel you know, and, and, and Chris Yeboah, but, but each of five sacks. I think you know Charlie Payson's great on the defense. They, they, are, they have a playmaker in every position. I think they're going to be really tough. And they've got, they've got Tantasco this week. They've got Tantasco coming off a tough loss to do Wachusa. Wachusa pretty much handled them last week in the game of the week. So I think... Uh, Certainly not a game you can look past. No, I think they're tough. I can say, look at Tantasco week one. They, they had a great last-minute win for themselves. They sort of set themselves up. I think, but I think Wachusa is really good, too. I think I've had Wachusa in my top five all year. So I think that, you know, that's you know, not a loss you look at. This is a bad loss. It's what they learned from it. But the problem is they, got, you know, they go from Wachusa to Doherty the week after it's kind of a tough road for him so with Shrewsbury and, and Doherty at the top of the pole a team that seems to be there every year every week Neshoba at yeah. number three that's what Tom Flanagan wrote about him in today's paper on, on, on Thursday and, and I think uh, he's exactly right it's no matter how many people they graduate you said that's what a lot of these teams in Central Mass look for they like well you know we'll just ride out the senior class and then they'll be back putting in sophomores they just keep reloading every year I think uh, Sam Belinsky's almost over 300 yards is passing Alex Childs has about four touchdowns you know, a great part of a great like a four-headed running back crew in the, in that backfield. They're going to be really tough. And not not an easy game this week. No, big big league game for Fitchburg. 0-2, but you know they have. Like I said, they had that. Is big, there a more dangerous 0-2 team than Fitchburg? You know, I'm curious to see what Fitchburg has. A great coaching staff. I think I you know an zero and two, but you look at the you, get, you know St. Bernard's who de- debuted in our poll number ten, beat them out week one. They had Shepherd Hill on the ropes; they just couldn't close it out. And Shepherd Hill is a good team. They came back in the fourth quarter, second half, to take that win. But you know they're they're a very good team. I think they have athletes everywhere. They're a better team in the last couple of years. A- anytime you you're zero and two, but you've lost to two top ten teams. I mean, yeah. that that's a team that's dangerous. Exactly. And I don't think the show was taken lightly. Like I said, it's a big rivalry game. It's at Zach Crocker Field, so I think that's going to be right. home. Game, home game for Fitchburg. They love they love to get the uh, get the win there. And I think you know to sort of because they they they, they beat the show, but a lot of people are turning you know turning on to them as as, as a team to watch. I, I've been high on Fitchburg all year. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't know if they're going to beat Neshoba, but I think they're going to be pretty good. And then what could be the game of the week? Any year, any week. St. John's, Lemonster, St. John's checks in. 0-2, but number four in your poll. So there are two, two of the probably the top teams in the state in Catholic Memorial and Springfield Central. That's why, and I, I always say every year, you know, these. I don't care if you're, you, know, you can, we want to come in, you know, did a playoffs, you know, six and five or whatever, but yeah, I played a tough schedule. St. John's, those two losses are, you know, two of the better teams in the state. That's nothing to, nothing to worry about, especially when they're trying to put in a new quarterback. And Colin Schofield came in. He's already thrown for 635 yards and six touchdowns. Great offensive weapons. And you know that offense is going to be, if they can find a defense, they can trip a guy on third down and just, you know, get that ball back in their hands. They're going to be dangerous. I mean, St. John's Lemonster every year is, it comes right down to the wire. It's usually, you know, comes right down to a goal line stand or a last minute touchdown. Yeah, you know, and, and an important thing to look out for this week is, 
because St. John's opening at home on Friday night, 7 o'clock. They have the lights installed. They have the new new field. I think it's Charlie Eppinger bobblehead night, so I think it's going to be <laughs> you know, a great night for them. They're going to be jacked to the gills. The sensei is going to be out there. It's going to be just you know the part in the Red Sea, and Lemmers is going to walk in, walk into a really tough tough place to play because I think you know St. John's is going to be low, especially coming in 0-2. They got something to prove. They 0-3 is going to be desperate for them. Amen. But look out for Lemonster. I mean, they're 0-2, but they, you know, they, they, they had Westfield pretty, pretty played them really well. Westfield's a really good team, always in the Western Mass playoffs. They came in, they had that game in control. They just sort of lost it at the end. Westfield came back and they won in the last couple minutes. So I think, you know, Lemonster's he's another team that had two tough games to look forward to. Dave Palazzi might be his last year coaching. He's new AD over there. They're not sure if they're going to let him coach another year. So I heard the job is posted. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what they have. I think, you know, Dave, give, give Dave, you know, a couple good players. He can make it, he can make it competitive. And right down the line, we've mentioned Shrewsbury, Doherty, Neshoba, St. John's, and always right there, like you mentioned, is Wachusett checking in at number five. They need. They had a tough loss to Doherty. They played them tough. It was like, you know one touchdown game, defensive battle week one. They're, they're a play away from being two and zero. Exactly. And they came in. And they just handled Tantasco last week. They got a lot of things going on both sides of the ball. Then uh, the defense shut them down. Their offense was clicking. You know, typical Wachusett. They just you know have a multi multi pronged attack in that backfield. Gavin Menenzo, Sam it, Brewer. It's one of those teams that you wouldn't be surprised come the end of the year. No. They're number one. Like I said, I've had them. I've had them high on my poll all year. I, Barry Walsh is fantastic. He's a great athlete going to be playing Division One baseball. Probably one of the better wide receivers around. You know, Melky Chabot is a good quarterback. They're talented. They're going to take a lot of teams down. The schedule they play is, you know, going to get them some good wins down the road. And you mentioned uh, Grafton in our, in our home team game of the week. So jumping ahead to number seven and eight, uh, a couple of undefeated teams, uh, 2-0 and Marlborough, Two and uh, West Boston. Yeah. Sean Mahoney, uh, Tom Flanagan wrote about Sean Mahoney getting his hundred and hundred first win this season. I think, uh, you know, he's he's a great a former assumption coach. He's you know he's Shrewsbury guy. He's, he's fantastic. I think he's one of the better coaches around. He's always tucked over there in Marlborough. He's always jokes to me that you know that we always forget about him down in that corner over there, the Metro West. But I think, you know, Louis Vigian. He's he's one of the better running backs around the, you know, under the radar guy. But you know, he's three three hundred yards and four touchdowns already. They're going to be a real tough team. They got Westboro at home on Saturday night. I think the, you know that's you know, another win for Westboro for Marlboro, but I think Westboro is another tough team. I've talked about them on the podcast before. It, you know, it's going to be like that that Neshoba Fitchburg game, another, another good midwatch B sort of clash. Two tough teams. And and West Boylston uh, checking in at number eight. Not a team that a lot of people are talking about, but obviously undefeated. We can't talk about them because Mike Ross won't let you talk about them. <laughs> that's the thing. The, the the media embargo has been lifted after that Leicester game. He's letting people talk. About this team and how good they're going to be. Uh, I think Corey Shea. We talk about running backs. He's got to be in a conversation for a super team spot down the road. He's you know 327 yards, four touchdowns. I saw. I went out and, and watched the uh, the Leicester West Boylston game last Saturday night. It was fantastic. Both sides of the ball. Both are great teams. I can't wait to see these guys play. You know the, down the line. I think they're just you know West Boylston runs that double wing offense. They're just smashing in the mouth every play. The great defense. Uh, Dave Rizzuto. He was injured in the preseason. He's coming back. He's looking healthier. Every week, he's gonna be another guy. You know, if you focus too much on Shea, you give Rizzuto the ball, he's gonna make you pay. Great, de- you know, he leads that defense. Him and Aiden McNamara, I think, uh, 
you know, Ross is going to wagon over there. I think they're going to be, you know, in the playoff hunt. In Southbridge, you know, they usually come to play every week. Yeah. Never an easy win. I love Frank Kumanellis. I think him and his staff are doing a fantastic job. I just don't know if they have the horse to beat with West Boyles, and they have a tough road over there. So I think, uh, you know, but, you know, again, they, you know, give Frank a couple athletes. He can make, he can make it competitive. They're not going to blow these guys out. Another win, and we'll be right back here next week talking about West Boylston. Yeah. And you mentioned Shepherd Hill, but you also mentioned checking in at number 10, St. Bernard's. A couple of quality wins already this season. Yeah. Uh, checking in at number 10, a big jump up from not being in the poll last no, week. No, exactly. I think, you know, Tom Bingham and his guys, they have a great running back crew with Walter Morales and Xavier Marty. Each of them have 200 yards, which is which is tough because obviously with that kind of stat, you can't, you can't really, you know, focus on one guy. I think they've had, you know, they opened up with a win over Fitchburg for the first time in forever. I think that was a you know, good set the tone way for them. I mean, they, got, they got Gansett this weekend. Uh, on Friday, that's going to be a tough game for them because Gansett can put up some points if they want. They were tough defense. So that'd be a nice little test for St. Bernard's. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's a quick run through the top 10, Jim, yeah. uh, in 10 minutes. But talk about some of the other big games this week. You know, um, you know, it's not just top ten teams. Um, there's a lot, this is a packed week, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think one of the better games is going on Saturday with the Lester playing at Valley Tech. I think at two o'clock at Valley Tech. I talked about Lester earlier. Uh, one of the guys I saw the game that really impressed. I've heard about him before. I haven't had a chance to see him until that Saturday night. But Jack O'Neill, fantastic two-way player, just a big playmaker for Lester. Uh, they had a, you know he's great. He made some insane catches at wide receiver. He was always open. Uh, you know Dan Merrow, he's been quarterback in there for a long time. They're in sync. I think he can. They can find the guys. He can find the open player. They made some. You know Tristan Scola had a couple of game-breaking plays. Bryce Gosselin, another player for Lester that I think people should watch out for. I think uh, the key thing with Leicester is they, they can't, they had that tough loss to West Boylston. They can't afford to drop this game to Valley Tech and be chasing power ranking points going into the playoffs. That's me, you know, he knows Tim Griffiths, the coach at Leicester, knows that they have a tough road with that schedule they play. So they need a big win, but Valley Tech's not going to lay down. They had that wake-up call loss to Millbury in overtime week one. They came back, they throttled Sutton last week. They have a great, you know, uh, Arch, you know, Jim Archibald, the, the former Northbridge player, now Valley Tech coach, he's, he's fantastic. He can he can rebuild every year with these guys. Scott Mackey, great quarterback. Jared Lozell and Aiden Fitzgerald can carry that offense. They've got a lot of weapons. That's going to be a really tough game for Lester. And, you know, talk about some of those those other, you know, there's, there's other undefeated teams out there that have, um, you know, not in your poll, but, you know, talk about some of those teams that, um, those undefeated teams that are looking to jump into the poll this week. I think one of the better games is going to be Nipmuc and Northbridge, two undefeated teams, I think. Uh, now, every year you would think Northbridge would be you know the favorite going into that game, but Nipmuc two and zero. Yeah, Nipmuc Nipmuc has been tough for the last couple of years. I think they, you know they're both teams are two and zero. Yeah, both teams are two and zero. Northbridge is you know Ken LaChapelle. He's he's got a younger team. I know he's a, he has a good freshman quarterback that might see some time down in the next couple of years. Be that be the sort of next big thing there. But I think uh, you know Northbridge had two two. You know they they eat out a win over Quabbin in a, in a monsoon week one. They beat Tingsboro last week in a back and forth game. I think uh, they know a win over Nipmuc sort of solidifies. Them as you know a team to watch this year. So I, you know, but Nipmuc they're going to be tough too. They, they, uh, you know, they're, they're always in the their last couple of years. They've always been a playoff team. They're going to be tough. Maynard's undefeated. Millbury's undefeated. Lunenburg's undefeated. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good, good up and coming teams that want a place at the table here. And and Auburn, um, you know, obviously a tough 
loss yeah. last week against a very good, um, you know, out of conference team in the top cop game. But uh, you know, one and zero in Central Mass and looking to get back at it. Exactly, this week. they're not too far away. I think they have a talented team there. They're gonna, you know, they, I think that last week's loss sort of go to another tough team. They were in a championship playoff team last year. I think uh, that sort of showed them what they can do, what they need to do it to get, get at that level. That's Jim Wilson. As always, Jim, I appreciate uh, the time, and uh, we'll be back at it next week. Thanks. Thanks, Jim. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.